I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'm here to help you turn your love of travel into a thriving business and a dream life. This is Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Yo-ho out there in podcast land, Aaron here, and you have landed on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. This is day seven of a 10-day launch extravaganza. I've got a fantastic guest coming your way in just a minute. If you're joining me for the very first time, though, I want to take just a quick moment to share what's in store for you here at Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. If you're passionate about travel and you want to use that passion to create a profitable business, then this podcast is for you. When you subscribe to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, I'm going to introduce you to some of the travel world's most successful entrepreneurs who know just what it takes to turn wanderlust into a profitable business. In these very special launch episodes, you're going to listen in as I chat with several individuals who have each made the decision to try and create a business around their love of travel. These individuals are diverse in their experience and in their expertise, ranging from full-time bloggers to upstart tour operators all the way to people with zero business experience who are looking to take that first step toward their dream life. I've chosen to feature these individuals during the launch of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs because these are the types of people this podcast is here to serve, and I want you to hear their stories first. One thing my first guests all have in common besides their passion for travel is that they are all attending TravelCon, a conference that helps people learn the skills to develop a profitable and sustainable career in the travel industry. The inaugural TravelCon event happens September 20th through the 22nd, 2018 in Austin, Texas. Today on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, we are joined by Jenny Hayside. And Jenny is joining us from a truck stop in South Dakota. This is true. I can't make this up, my friends. Jenny is the creator of The Blondera, which I've just learned you must say with an English accent so it sounds right, theblondera.com, which is a travel and lifestyle blog dedicated to all those who choose to run in heels, no less, wild and free. Jenny, welcome to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so glad that South Dakota has them. Good signal. Go Team Mobile. Heck yeah. Excited (laughs) to talk to you. Never talked to anyone or interviewed someone from a truck stop. Never interviewed anyone from South Dakota. I knocked them both off this bucket list. It's getting shorter all the time. So Jenny, we're going to talk business, but before we get there, let's just talk about you for just a moment and tell me about travel and your life and how travel, the role that travel has played in your life. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, my name is Jenny. I'm 25 years old, almost 26. And I'm originally from England, which is why you have to say the blonderer with an English accent. Uh, But I moved to the United States when I was 13, moved to Ohio, uh, went to middle school and high school there, then moved out to Los Angeles for university. I graduated university in 2016, uh, stayed in LA until January of 2017, at which point I finished the lease on my apartment, put all of my stuff into storage, and I've been traveling solo for the past I don't know, 20 months, 21 months, something like that. Something crazy. Uh, uh, something that doesn't even seem real to me. And I have been traveling basically my entire life. My family traveled a lot when I was younger. Obviously, we moved continents. 
uh, when I was young. And I was very, very fortunate to grow up with a family that, that really saw travel as part of my education. But I started traveling solo when I was about 17. Uh, the first trip I did was the summer after my junior year of high school. And I went to India for uh, the whole summer to do a research project. The only reason I was able to convince my parents to let me do it was because it was educational. And then after that, I just never really stopped. So this year, I reached a milestone of 50 countries. I'm looking to travel to all 197. Um, and travel is just my life now, I guess. I mean, it's kind of hard to separate it from everything else I do because it basically is how I live my life. Um, and I'm just fascinated by all parts of the world. There's nowhere I don't want to go. There's nowhere I don't want to learn from. I want to see how other people see things in every corner of the globe. And yeah, it keeps me going. I'm not, I'm not tired yet. So <laughs> Good for you. At 25, you shouldn't be tired. Jenny, <laughs> so much of what you just described is truly sounds like a dream to, to a lot of people. It truly does to me, including, and you kind of breezed over talking about your parents and how important it was or how mm -hmm. travel was so important to them. Uh, but that is just incredibly, incredibly valuable, valuable. I had the very similar experience. My parents and my grandparents, uh, were travel, big travelers and definitely passed that, that gift on to me. So I can relate to you there. So you, you've been on the road, you're living this dream, you're doing these incredible things. You're hanging out in South Dakota at a truck stop, <laughs> but take, take me to that point over the last several years when you decided that, traveling was going to be more than just exploring the world, but you wanted to actually turn it into part of your livelihood. Tell me that story. Yeah. So I've always wanted to be a writer. Um, what I've wanted to write about has sort of changed over the years, but ever since I was little, I've wanted to be a writer. Um, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, I don't know how I would be able to do any other kind of job or anything like that. And I originally wanted to be um, a political writer. So in university, I, I studied um, as a double major in political studies and Asian studies. And I thought I would be kind of like a foreign correspondent um, or something like that. You know, it was my dream to be on CNN and cut screens with Anderson Cooper. And I would be reporting from Beijing and he, he would be in the studio. This is almost and, as good, uh, Jenny. This is almost as good. <laughs> and uh, then I went to liberal arts college and realized that professors hated the mainstream media, all of the mainstream media, uh, even back then. And kind of, I spent a year studying in Beijing while I was in university. And I realized that actually I was learning more about China from um, a writer called Peter Hessler, who wrote for the New Yorker. And he really wrote more about cultural stuff. He wrote more about food. Uh, he was able to really show the country and the culture not necessarily just through politics, but through individual stories, through, you know, doing a road trip across China. He has an amazing book about that. And my ideas of how I would be able to tell stories, I realized I was more interested in that kind of writing, that kind of content, rather than, you know, updates, which are like, today this happened, today this happened, because I realized that that doesn't provide enough context for people unless you're really, really following it. And actually, you can show so much more and tell so much more through a simple story of one person in a village or something like that. Um, and so my writing kind of started to take a change towards that. 
And I think that's probably where I'm going to continue on. But who knows? You know, I'm 25. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's definitely the kind of content that I want to be writing um, on The Blunderer. And I also have a YouTube channel, which I started in the past year. And um, I try to show more of that through the, those videos as well. I'm glad you brought up that that shift you made it, to, to adding context and adding additional value through your through your writing as opposed to just like you said, just a narrative, this happened, then this happened. Tell me about that mindset shift and did anything, is there any external inputs, anything happen just outside of your own mind that, that helped that mindset shift take place? Yeah, I mean, I it was a lot to do with me thinking of how I learn about places, you know, and I, I know that I'm strange in the way that I choose to live my life. But for me personally, this is how I thrive. And I wanted to be able to use those skills or use the fact that I'm able to exist this way, um, to tell stories that would be bigger than just me doing it. You know, I needed some kind of purpose with my travels as well, because while everyone thinks that traveling all the time is just that you're on holiday, it's actually very easy to, for it to just become second nature and to lose the feeling of purpose behind that. And I, my mom was on the radio, so uh, she is an incredible interviewer. And I think I grew up learning those skills as well. And I talk to absolutely everyone. If you can't tell, I'd like to talk. Um, and <laughs> so I wanted you know, to be able to use these things in a way that actually was something more than just me experiencing it and also was able to, you know, make money, obviously, just like a small side thing. But, um, and I, I learned more through that kind of storytelling, you know, and I think that my time in Beijing was really, really showed me that because even though I was living there and even though I was, you know, going to university there and I was learning all of these textbooks things I was following the news I I really was learning more from um, these writers who would write about attending a small party in you know a very western province of China or something like that I was I was getting more out of that and I was talking about those stories more than I was talking about anything I learned in university or anything that I learned uh, through more traditional forms of of news or storytelling or even travel journalism you know there's there's a lot of different ways to do travel journalism and i i really didn't want and i really don't want to write stuff that like top 10 uh bakeries in paris and things like that um and i want to tell stories so i don't know if that answered the question at all but <laughs> well you highlighted a couple of re really key concepts for, for tra travel bloggers or anyone who's trying to create content related to travel and then turn that into a business. Because on the one hand, you've got all this, you're doing all this self work related to your writing. You're becoming a better writer, a better mm -hmm. storyteller, becoming very in more in touch or becoming more in touch with your voice and who you want to speak to. But then on mm -hmm. the same time, you've also got to put on your business hat and right. figure out how am I going to monetize this venture so that you can keep it going. So can you, you've talked a bit about your craft, which, which I love you sharing mm -hmm. that, but can we, let's move on and talk about how you started making money. What were some of those earliest ventures where you started to make a few pennies here and there from your blog, the Blondera? <laughs> the Blondera. Yeah, for sure. Well, I should put, I put, should point out that I also do copywriting, so I don't make my full-time uh, income yet on my content. Um, but that the, so, the copywriting gig is, is virtual. It's 
You can do it anywhere? Yeah. So I, I work for a digital marketing agency that's based in Dubai. Wonderful. And um, we, most of my clients within that company are in the travel and lifestyle industry. So I'm writing copy for businesses that are you know, somewhat in this, in this realm, but I'll, I'll have a few banks and things thrown in there, thrown in the mix sometimes to keep me on my toes. Well, I feel, I feel another podcast coming, another episode coming on later down the track. We'll talk copywriting. Cause that's, yeah. that's a big deal. I, I love that. And there's not enough, uh, not enough folks out there that can really dig into the, the ins and outs of copywriting. So we're going to, I'm going to sure. put that on, I'm going to put that on ice for now, but I'm going to book you for another episode. Okay. We'll talk copywriting. For sure. Who knows where I'll be then, you know, <laughs> some random truck stuff in the middle of somewhere. God knows. Um, so yeah, I make most of my, I make my base income through that. Uh, so I get, you know, I get paid every two weeks. I have a contract. So I know that I have that coming in. And I like doing that at the moment because I still am finding my voice. I still am trying to figure out how I can make my content different to everything that's out there. You know, there's a ton of really good content out there. A lot of it is not what I necessarily want to be doing or want to be following that same path. And so not having to fully focus my, you know, my income on that is allowing me to try out a bunch of different things. And especially on my YouTube channel, I've kind of over this past year tried out a lot of different things, trying to see what my groove is, how I can make things different. And that's part of the fun, I think, of of doing this kind of career is you really are completely in control. So while you obviously want to be getting, building an audience and things like that. At the end of the day, you have to be happy with the content you're creating and you have to be proud of it. And there've been times when I haven't necessarily been proud of my content because it wasn't, you know, maybe I was getting too much influenced by other people. Give me Um, an example of that. That's, that's fascinating. And I think it's a trap that many of us may fall into at at uh, some point in our career. Can you give us a specific example of that? Yeah, for sure. So my, before I had the blunderer, I used to have a a complete fashion blog and. I was making money from that. I actually started doing that when I was about 14. Um, so I've been doing stuff in the digital space for my entire like adolescence, basically. Um, and so I was known kind of for more fashion stuff. And um, I had a following with that. And I definitely started bringing that into the blunderer as well. I mean, if you go on my website, there's quite a lot of fashion content, not anything recently because I've been traveling for a long time wearing the exact same things. Um, but on my YouTube channel, those were the most popular videos. Um, I do these thrift hauls where I, around the world, go to thrift stores and vintage stores and, and collect things and show them. And I love doing them. And they're mo- my most popular videos. But I don't know if that's necessarily the message that I constantly want to be giving through my brand. And so I'm, I have had a lot of in a dialogues with myself about how to create that content that people like, um, while also it making sense with the rest of my content. Um, and the, it's kind of this ba- balance between fashion and travel. And it's hard when you see the views on particular things and you're like, no, but my vlog from over here, my travel vlog is so much better, but, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, I guess I'm still figuring it out. And if anyone out there in podcast land follows Jenny and likes her just for her fashion sense, we've, we've been kidding all this time. She's not actually calling in from a truck stop in South Dakota. 
She's calling in from the Four Seasons Hotel in Paris. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, 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 I get your. I see your point, though. That's that's really it's an interesting dynamic, and it's really an inner struggle. Given that you are, like you said, in control, you make the call yeah. when to make that pivot and how much attention or how much fuel you're going to pour onto one fire versus another. For sure, for sure, and um, it's it's exciting, but then you also have to accept so much responsibility for the content you create and I think that's one of the things when you know I was making content and I've taken year-long breaks like when I was in university and things but I've basically since I was 14 been making some kind of internet content um and you really I I know what it feels like to make stuff that you don't feel a hundred percent is you and and it actually really impacts how you feel about yourself as a person as well and so many times when I'm trying to make these decisions like actually the question is who am I right like who who am I I'm trying to put myself into this brand and that brand is not the same that it was when I was 21 or when I was 15 and probably not when I'm 30 and it's a really interesting like psychology I guess behind creating content like this especially when you're creating content about your life, right? Like you, you suddenly become like you're, you're having to think about branding yourself and that I think to be able to make good content that people relate to, you really have to understand yourself because otherwise they know it's not fully real. Certainly. Well, let's get tactical for a moment. Uh, not not including the income from your, your copywriting job or mm-hmm. even from the fashion stuff, which I probably brings in some level of income. Can you get specific about the income that you receive specifically from the Blonder, the, tr- the, the travel side of your, your brand? Yeah, um, I make it mostly through affiliate links. Um, I don't have any advertising. Um, so yeah, mostly affiliate links. And then I've done a couple of different partnerships with small, like, small activities, but most all of my travel I fund myself through my other work, which would be either my copywriting or I've done freelance. Um, I do freelance writing for magazines as well. Okay. Um, and so everything I I do everywhere I go, every meal I talk about, every pump of gas from the middle of <laughs> South Dakota, uh, I'm paying for that myself. Okay, I'm pretty sure that station wouldn't have an affiliate link anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was really nice inside. Shout out to Jake's Corner in South Dakota. There you go. Look at that. I can, I can, I can hear the, the money rolling in already. So Jenny, so we were talking uh, TravelCon. I brought that up at the top of the show. TravelCon, yeah. the conference in Austin's for people looking to build profitable and sustainable businesses in the travel industry, which I presume you're doing the same since you'll be attending TravelCon. What are some specific struggles that in your business that you're looking to address by attending TravelCon? Um, well, first of all, I'm so excited to attend TravelCon. <laughs> I can't wait to be there and to be around a bunch of like-minded people or maybe not even like-minded, but people who just understand this space and are also so passionate about it. It's going to be very, very cool. But I think I'm really um, looking to go to a lot of the YouTube sessions. I want to learn more about how to stand out in the YouTube space, how to um grow my channel how to work with people when it comes to youtube i find that youtube is something i'm willing to be to like learn a lot more about um in a way that i'm a little 
I like how I do my writing. So if I make my money through YouTube and through other things, then that's, that, that would be what I would prefer, I guess. And I don't know. I'm just interested to, there's so many amazing speakers who are going to be there. People I've followed for years. I know one of the keynotes is Brian Holiday. I've been reading his stuff for years. Um, there's a ton of creators. And to just hear, hear what they have to say and to learn from them, you know, they all really forged this path before this was a thing. And um, I'm willing and I'm excited to learn whatever I can from them. What's, what, what is one specific aspect of, of YouTube that, you, that you'd like to walk out of TravelCon having a better handle on? I think I probably need to know more about YouTube's algorithm and like keywords, like the more technical stuff about it, um, how to grow, what tips and tricks make you stand out, whether that's how you like what time you post at or what, you know, if there's um, statistics for what kind of thumbnails get more clicks or how to, you know, put the name of the video, things like that. Um, the more technical side of it is something that I don't really know that much about. And it's constantly on my to-do list to, you know, Google it. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to having professionals tell me. <laughs> well, just prove that there really is more than meets the eye in this, in this digital world. When you're looking to create a brand, create this content, you know, just writing a blog post really is the easy part. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's this, all this other stuff, putting these pieces together to actually make this business run. And I appreciate the fact that you're constantly learning, you know what you're, you're struggling with and you're taking action, investing in yourself to, to address those by attending TravelCon and uh, super excited to see you there. Give me one speaker. You mentioned, you mentioned, um, Ryan holiday right. earlier or any other speakers that you're just dying to see. Yeah. I'm really excited to see the Vaga brothers. <laughs> I love their channel. Um, Cara and Nate, these are all travel bloggers. So, um, I'm excited to see Hannah Dean, although I did see her speak at a conference a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, those three probably. Anybody and in particular that you think is going to get you that, that YouTube knowledge that you're looking for? Yeah, I think Cara and Nate. Okay. <laughs> I love how I'm talking about them. I feel as though I know them, you know? Um, but they've grown a, a lot, a lot in the past couple of years. And um, I think it'll get, it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, they're one of the newer travel channels that has grown a ton. And I think it's, from what I can tell from how they speak about it, it also surprised them. But I know that they have a lot of wisdom to share. I and can feel it. You no know? doubt about it. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot less luck involved in this whole game than I think many people would would uh, give credit to there's there's hard work and maybe they you know, stumbled on some good ideas but then it's the idea of knowing what's working and being able to amplify that Fish. and that can get you going quickly and i'm glad that you're going to be there and be in the presence of all these wonderful <laughs> like-minded folks the same way that i will be i'm yeah. super looking forward to it and jenny i would love 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 besides our future podcast episode about copywriting i'd love <laughs> yes, to check okay. back in with you specifically about this topic after travel con and just get get the vibe from you on how what you did and what you learned and how you're going to move forward sounds amazing i will i will do it all right we have been chatting today with jenny hayside on dramatic travels entrepreneurs you can find jenny at theblondera.com and i'm going to spell that for you for all you american speaking english folks <laughs> out there or american english speaking whatever <laughs> it's b-l-o-n-d-e-r-a.com 
We're speaking with Jenny. Hey, side Jenny, thanks for taking some time. Enjoy the rest of your road trip, and we'll see you in Austin. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, indeed. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Remember, your dream life begins at dramatictravels.com slash E. That's E for entrepreneurs. Dramatictravels.com slash E. Aaron Schlein, signing off. I will see you later. Later.